0: If there's one question I get, like freaking clockwork, at least once a day, it's, can I afford to buy another combustion vehicle? Can I buy another internal combustion car? Does the rise of EVs and their rapidly growing popularity mean that if I buy a combustion car now, I'm gonna be stuck with something where the resale value tanks at the end of my ownership, or, I won't be able to sell it at all because of regulation or something of that nature. And I get the rhetoric about green cars and EVs and all that stuff, I really do understand the rhetoric, but the reality and the magnitude of the assignment, if the engineering proposition is we're going to re-engineer the fleet and what we're going to do is we're going to turn it into all electric cars or all enviro cars or something. If that's the assignment that you give some techno wizard, some social engineering wizard, then what do you got to do to solve this problem, okay? You got to quantify it first. You got to say, how many vehicles need replacement? And the answer is 18 and a half million. So if you look up in the sky and some astronomer says to you, there are 20 trillion stars in the Milky Way or whatever frickin' number it is, people tend to go, "Uh uh-huh, 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 like this. And that's because you can't conceptualize that number, right? So I'm going to conceptualize 18 and a half million light vehicles for you. If we get one million light vehicles and we park them in a conga line with no space in between the bumpers, so the snout of one right fair up the anus of the other, and we do that a million vehicles long, it's going to stretch from Sydney to Perth. And if you're not from around here, that's the same as stretching from LA to New York, right? So that's rather a lot of vehicles and that's only unos million. So we basically need a car park that stretches from Sydney to Perth and it's 18 lanes wide to accommodate the size of the problem, the number of vehicles that need changing over. That's a significant number. and We operate in a market that has the capacity currently to absorb one million new vehicles every year. So without any constraints whatsoever, if we just supply only EVs, that's 18 years to solve this problem. And let's face it, there are quite a few constraints, aren't there? There's the most massive constraint on the supply of EVs. They can't build them. You know, they can't build them to meet demand. Certainly here in Australia, buyers are queuing up. The weight is extensive. More people want EVs than the car industry can supply. So that's kind of a problem. And even if we took that away, there are some categories of vehicles where electric vehicles are just not available. four x four dual cab utes land cruiser and patrol vehicles of this nature vans as well there's no salient supply of electric courier vans so we'd have to wait for the industry to ramp itself up for that which is a significant dwell time as well but let's say that just on average we were able to do the whole supply of half a million vehicles a year then that's gonna take 36 years, isn't it? And at the end of the 36 years, there's still gonna be eight or nine million combustion vehicles on the roads. So any suggestion that there is going to be some rapid evolution from the vehicles that I've been looking at walking around here in the center of Sydney today, there's like 99, Combustion cars for every electric car that drives past. That's just how the motoring public rolls at the moment. In 30 or 40 years' time, and I won't be here to confirm this, but it's still going to be like 50% combustion. So, my suggestion to you is that it's perfectly rational to buy a combustion vehicle now and you will save roughly 20% compared with an equivalent electric car subject to an equivalent electric car actually being available in the category in which you want to buy a vehicle. So, any suggestion that the transition from the current fleet and its preponderance to be you know, internal combustion and it rapidly transitioning into a bunch of silent but deadly EVs or something, That's just off with the fairies. It doesn't add up. It doesn't fit in with reality. Like, you do the numbers. You pick a number of vehicles that will be supplied. If it's half a million vehicles, it's a 36-year proposition. If it's 333,000 vehicles, it's like 54 years. That's like half a century to do this job, right? And I don't think the climate has the capacity to wait for 50 years to make such a small difference to co2 which let's not forget that's why we're doing this purportedly right we're not doing it because electric cars are better or any of that stuff we're doing it purely to conform with the co2 reduction mandate that appears to be happening all the way around the world i don't want to debate with you now whether or not that's a good idea I personally think it's a very good idea but you might have a different view to me on that and we live in a democracy more or less so you know you're allowed to have that view but let's not debate that let's remember why we're doing EVs they're not superior they're not objectively superior to combustion they're objectively inferior and at the same time more expensive so until all of these issues, and also some fundamentals like the supply of lithium. The supply of lithium, according to the boss of lithium at Rio Tinto, the mining giant, the supply of lithium is so constrained that they don't know how demand will be met in the foreseeable future. That means all of the lithium projects that are projected Uh, into the future will be insufficient to meet the demand of the battery manufacturers themselves. So we're gonna be in a situation where batteries are supply limited for the foreseeable future. And if you're the manufacturer of an electric car, then that's a problem for you and you're gonna have to keep up the supply of combustion vehicles just so you can fulfill your obligations to your, that'd be a combustion, vehicle just there (laughs) incidentally if you want to fulfill your obligations to your shareholders to your stakeholders right you're not going to be able to bone combustion not at all right and the regulators in different countries that have committed to no sales of you know combustion cars by 2030 2035 whatever it is they're gonna have to walk that back and in fact they're starting to walk that back now in London. So, the promise of electric utopia and its rapid onset is extremely different from the reality of changing an existing fleet of overwhelmingly combustion cars into a fleet of electric cars, and there is absolutely no way that I can see that this will happen quickly. Like, if you can see this happening quickly and you can lay it out for me, it's not gonna be enough to say, oh, they'll just sell more and more electric cars. You can't just base it on current sales figures. I get the demand thing. It's the supply is limited. The minerals are limited. And the life of the vehicles, like if you bought a Land Cruiser last year, it's gonna be on the road for the next 15 years. So every one of the combustion cars that were sold last year, a million of them, they're gonna be on the road for the next 15 years. And it's pretty much a million combustion cars this year, and they're gonna be on the road for the next 15 years. And the year after that, like we're talking 2025 now, the nearly a million cars that are gonna be all combustion cars sold in 2025, they're gonna be on the road for 15 years. So, Worrying about the resale value of your combustion car if you're buying in the next couple of years, that's just a a complete red herring to me and I, I get the way propaganda is and I get the way people are talking up electric cars but the reality is very different and I think you're perfectly safe buying a combustion car for the foreseeable future and in fact you're still going to be where the mainstream market is and essentially where the financial strength of the market is for the foreseeable future.